Blog Talk Radio. All right, I have returned, and I see Train is on, so let's see if Train is able to hear me. Um, all right, Dr. Train, can you hear me? Yes, I can, brother. Yes, I can. Okay, I don't know what was wrong. I I, I was on the whole time, but um, all right, let's uh, see if we got JB. JB, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm not sure what happened. Okay. Could not hear a thing. Okay, and... All right, and uh, K Star, can you hear me? Yes, I can. C A M. Oh my gosh. So, 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 <laughs> before we get into the show, gentlemen, this is why it's important that we try to call in a little early so that we don't have this. Because when I call in and I'm the only one on, I have no way of knowing if people can hear me or not. So we just lost 10 minutes of airtime because no one could hear me, and I didn't know until you guys got on. So please keep that in mind. If we could try, at least somebody can get on a few minutes early, and this way if there's a problem, we can diagnose it. Because I'm talking to myself, thinking everything is cool, had no idea that I couldn't be heard. Um, don't really know what the problem was. I, I, I hung up and called back in, and now everything is uh, it's fine. But uh, that, that's that's really strange. So. It, it was weird because I was on it. 8:59, and all I could hear like it was like static, a little staticky. And then I would hear like a slight like like a typing type sound, and then it would just like blink out. It was kind of weird. I was just like, okay, and call back in twice. Yeah, I heard the I, same well, thing. And on, and on the switchboard, I didn't see anybody. And actually, I started off by saying this is weird because no one's on right now except me, um, which was very unusual because usually at least JB is on, and uh, nobody was there. So I just kept talking. And then I saw people coming on, and then you guys couldn't hear me. And um, fortunately, I did have somebody else listening. She knows who she is. 
I know you're out there listening, young lady. I'm saying hello to you. You can text me and let me know that you hear me because now it appears everybody can hear me. So just go ahead and shoot me a text yeah. and let me know that you can hear me, ma'am, whenever you get a moment. Took me dinner tonight. It was really good. <laughs> but anyway, that's another conversation for another day. So anyway, um, I, I was started off before and, it, you know, totally blew my cool. I was like, my daughter is playing for the Cowboys. Yes. My daughter is playing for the Cowboys. Uh, okay, maybe not. But, um, you know, we've had a Terry play for the Cowboys. Uh, may he rest in peace. We've had a Terrence play for the Cowboys. And even though he's still alive, may he rest in peace. <laughs> we've had a Jason play for the Cowboys. And we'll see him in the Hall of Fame in a few years. And now we've got another family member named playing for the Cowboys. Amari happens to be the same name as my daughter. Um, spelled the exact same way. But he's a good name. She's a sheep. It's a great name. It's a phenomenal name. And, you know, K-Star and I had a little Facebook exchange or Twitter exchange, or I don't know where it was, but him and I were on the same page here. But I'm curious about JB, and I'm curious about Dr. Train, because there's a lot of mixed reaction over the hottest news currently, um, which is the, the Cowboys uh, trading a first-round pick from 2019 to John Gruden and the um, Oakland Raiders. And even there's a meme walking around. It's kind of funny, even though I hate it, but it is actually kind of funny. It says, you know, Jay Gruden beat the Cowboys on Sunday and John Gruden beat them on Monday. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny, very funny. Um, but I'm curious, JV, let me start with you being an avid Cowboys fan. Uh, how do you feel about this trade for a first-round pick? Uh, I got mixed feelings. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a C. Um, the, the asking price was, was pretty high. I uh, also heard the Eagles were looking at giving up a second round, so I understand you want to get what you want. You have to give up a little bit more than the next person. So I get that part. Um, the fact that he's 24, I get that. As, I guess the problem that I have with it is even in his productive years with the Raiders, he still had a case of the drops. And um, combine that with a quarterback that's still learning how to be a quarterback, missing wide open throws, not even throwing the folks that are wide open and still not being able to throw a receiver open. I'm just not sure if the combination is going to work. Combine that with the financial aspect of it. I think he's, uh, Mark Cooper's getting 700000 for this year. They inked him again for next year because they picked up the option the Raiders did. So that's almost $14 million for 2019. So, Four hundred. And year. he's going to want a long-term contract. What's that? Four hundred for this year. Four hundred for this year. Four hundred. Okay. So the fact so, that he's okay. going to get so, a long-term you, you contract. You tend to be so. non-committal. I want. I want a commitment on this one. You, you, I don't want you straddling the fence. Good. Would you have done this deal? Yes or no? Would you have done it if you're no. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones? Would no. you have done the deal? Okay. No. Thank you. Okay. Um. We asked me what my thoughts were. I'm giving you my thoughts. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I started off by saying that there's some for, some against. So when you go middle of the road, you're taking both sides. Now you're clear. You wouldn't have done this deal. Appreciate that. Okay, fair. Um, Train, is this a deal that you would have done? For the, being a part of the Cowboys, not for the Bears, but for the Cowboys, would you have done this deal for a first-round pick? I don't, I don't think I would have done it. Uh, Simple of the fact because it's, it's the wide receiver position. 
Um, and um, it's one of those positions that honestly, uh, if you throw if you throw enough uh, enough picks at it in one draft, I think you can land a guy. Uh, we've we've seen wide receivers drafted anywhere from first to seventh round that turn up to be pro bowlers. It's just a matter of, you know, being a wide receiver really comes to running routes, catching balls, and then uh, through practice getting on the same page with your uh, with your quarterback. I wouldn't have done for Amari Cooper because uh, it, it was expected that he would still be that bright spot on the offense for for the Raiders, and you haven't seen that with him and, him and Derek Carr that you, that you saw in the past. And I don't think that should change just because you're – coaching and offensive philosophy or your offensive approach change, this is supposed to be your number one guy, and they have definitely not hooked up enough. And I'm sure Amari Cooper isn't drawing that much double team uh, for him and Derek Carr, uh, not to not to be hooking up more than they do. So I, I wouldn't have given a first-round uh, pick for him. Something okay. less, but not a first-round pick. Okay, so so K Star, we are in we are in a, an unusual position of agreeing, because I believe you believe it was a good move for Dallas. Am I am I correct? Yes, you are one hundred percent correct. Okay, so before um, I I'm going I'm going to actually defer to you first, since you and I agree, I'm going to enjoy this moment because this may be the only time we agree on this whole show tonight. <laughs> I got I got a, I got I got I got some shit for you in a little bit. So let's start off positive. You know, it's easier to walk downhill than uphill. So let's start off positive and agree. And I'm going to let you go first, and then I'll fill in your gap. So why do you think it was a good deal? Yeah, so, um, well, I'm going to start off by asking a question. What's the if, – if, if tomorrow were the first round of the NFL draft, what selection were the Cowboys most likely select in that draft? What's their biggest position in need? Right now, I'd say wide receiver. Right now, yeah, me, based on everything me, we see for the first seven games, I would say wide receiver, absolutely. Yeah, me too. And I think that's something really important to consider because people are saying, oh, that first-round pick is is crucial and it's critical, and, and I agree. Um, but they're addressing team need, and for me, it's like, okay, well, if we're going to go into the draft next year, are you telling me there's a receiver in that draft right now better than Amari Cooper? I don't think so. Calvin Ridley, fellas, is 24 years old. Okay, so with Amari Cooper, except his first two seasons in the NFL, he's went over 1,000 yards receiving. Um, Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl both week, years, by the way. But go ahead. And, yes, and Pro Bowl both years. And people are just forgetting that because I think people are just suffering from recency bias. Last week, on my bona front, it was Derek Carr. Part of it was my criticism of him of not getting the ball to Amari Cooper enough. Um. Mari Cooper, I heard that he has a case of the drop season. He, he certainly had some drops his first couple of years, but it didn't prevent him from going to the Pro Bowl the first couple of years. And in 2016, he had a 62% catch rate. Um, last year, he, uh, when he, during his injured season, it was 50%. It was bad. He had some drops. But this year, he's at 69%. So you see there's improvement um, in, in him actually holding on to the ball. And then lastly, I mean, the next – a really good stat is that uh, in terms of, and it's from next-gen stats, in terms of the Cowboys wide receiver core, it averages 2.2 yards of separation when 
thrown to this season, which is the worst in the NFL. Amari um, Cooper averages 3.8 yards of separation, which is the fourth highest among uh, the 64 eligible receivers who received at least 30 targets this year. So the boy gets open, and he's been getting open. He was an excellent route runner um, at Alabama. He is as young as uh, some of the rookie receivers in this current uh, NFL this first, this, in the first year, such as Calvin Ridley, who the Cowboys were widely criticized for passing on. And he already has production in the NFL um, to his name. So, I mean, I think it's a great, absolutely a great trade for the Cowboys because you're addressing team need and you're getting a really talented player who actually has a track record of success already in the NFL uh, in his first few years in the league. As far as I agree with everything you said, I'm going to add a few things. Um, some of it's going to be, you know, a little anecdotal, so bear with me, guys. But, you know, we sat here and talked about Earl Thomas for several weeks, and ultimately the Cowboys did not go and get Earl Thomas, and he goes and breaks his leg again. And I still think that book is open. I think that story is not closed, but, he, you know, they didn't pull the trigger. Um, you know, when you, when, when you want to win now – what does it take to go out and win now? And for seven games, we've seen this wide receiver core underperform. Cole Beasley's had some moments. I think Gallup, as I predicted uh, from the beginning of the season, I'd say keep an eye on this guy. I've got him fast on one of my fantasy teams. Um, I think he's starting to emerge. Uh, Hearns had a decent game, but overall has done nothing basically this season, although he didn't have a bad game against the Redskins. But – Overall, he's done nothing for a guy of his pedigree, uh, what we expected. He's done nothing. Uh, Thompson's done nothing. Terrence Williams is on IR, done nothing. Um, you know, overall, the wide receiver core has done nothing. The criticism is Dak, right? So some are saying it's Dak and he's not accurate. Troy Aikman came out and said, I see errant passes. And Troy Aikman was one of the most accurate passers in NFL history, just in case anybody out there is wondering. Not just that the guy's got three Super Bowl rings. The guy was an extremely accurate passer. Um, and he's saying, I see the guy's getting open and Dak isn't getting them the ball. The, the guys are saying, I'm, we're getting open and Dak's not getting them the ball, right? We watched the game, and some of that is true, but we also see, you know, guys, the ball jump, popping right off their hands. So it's a little bit of both. So Jerry Jones says, look, I'm not waiting until the draft the next year to try to find me a wide receiver. I'm not doing it. And, and what are the chances? This guy, this guy is 24 years old. He does not turn 25 until June. Okay, so, so he'll still be 24 in the draft. Six months older than Calvin Ridley, who everyone thought Dallas should have taken, right? What are the chances that someone's going to walk into uh, Dallas as a rookie and be better than Amari Cooper? I think the chances are slim. Um, the guy has played into Pro Bowls. He had a game this year of 10 catches for, I think, 122, if I remember correctly. So he showed performance at a high level already this year. We don't have an X or a Y receiver that's done anything close to that this year. And the most important thing is the message that is being sent. Here's the message that's being sent to me, to JB, to every other Cowboy fan out there. You know what? We do want to win now. I am tired of waiting. I am tired of 8-8. Eight and eight. Because they're three and four. So we're headed right for a nice, old, fat, healthy eight and eight season. I'm tired of excuses. I told y'all at the beginning of the year. I'm tired. Do something. Make a statement. 
Show us that you're trying to win now. I have no desire to sit on April 28th and watch the draft again and hope that we're going to go and find a stud wide receiver or a stud safety. I want to win now. And I want to know if we give Dak, because guess what? Dak had um, Dez as a rookie wins 13 games, has Dez in his second year, wins nine games. No Dez, no Witten. Now we're on track for seven or eight games. So is it Dak? Is it three? We don't know. So let's give him the best we can find, a first-round draft pick, a number four pick, which I believe is the same place that Zeke was taken, a number four pick in the draft, a two-time pro bowler, yeah, he's got drops. I get it. So did Dez. So did T.O. Okay. I, I, I don't care. Catch more than you lose. Win more than you lose. If you go out and get me 75 catches, 1,100 yards, and 12 touchdowns, you're going to help me win some games. And if you drop 15, all right, fine. Win more than you lose. Be that dog that we need because we don't have that right now. Gallup is on his way. I think he's going to become that, but he ain't there yet. Hearns, eh, had a decent game, eh. These other guys, other than Cole Beasley, then you can throw them all out in the garbage for all I care. So I think it's, an, it's a great move. And, and how many times, and we all go through this, do we see a division rival get a player and we say, why didn't we go get him? And we heard Philly was looking at him for a second-round pick. So Dallas couldn't have got him for a second-round pick because Philly already had that on the table. So Dallas, if they wanted, they had to step up. And did they overpay? I don't know. It's too soon to tell. They haven't even played yet. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll say, yeah, they overpaid. I don't know. But at that moment, what are you going to do? You can't match Philly's offer. It's done. They got to around on the table. You want them, you got to come correct. So you know what? Do it. You know, we, we, you know we're playing football here. This is sport. We're going to gamble. We're going to take a chance. We're going to take a risk. We lose, we lose. But what if we win? What if this guy comes in and he does exactly what the Cowboys want him to do? What if he comes in and looks like Dez from 2014? Or if he looks like himself from his first two years in the league? All of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, that looked pretty good. All of a sudden, that first-round pick, all of a sudden, hey, guess what? We've got a first-round talent on this team who's going out and getting, you know, 10, 11 catches a game, triple digits in yards one or two touchdowns, red zone threat, deep threat, opening up. Did y'all see the game against the Redskins? Nine, even ten in the box. He couldn't do nothing. I think if, if nothing else, this guy's going to attract something. Some, they're not going to leave him out there all alone. He's gonna, they're going to throw a safety his way. And if they don't, then he better hurt them. Because we need someone that's going to pull those safeties back and Zeke's going to be able to get a little home because Zeke had nowhere to go on Sunday. Nowhere to go. We'll get into that game momentarily. So for all of those reasons, plus what K-Star said, but most importantly to me, it was time to send a message. You didn't get Earl Thomas. You know, a lot of people, including myself, said, bring Dez back. You didn't do that. Jason Witten leaves you. You, you signed Bryce Butler. I don't even know what the heck that was for. Glad you're getting rid of him because that was a waste. So what did you do? What did this team really do 
that sent the message that we're trying to win now. Well, they just sent that message. They just sent that message. Guess what? Everybody in that locker room heard that message. Okay. <laughs> we just made this team immediately better. Y'all better go win some games now. We just gave you a first-round draft pick, got some skill, go out and win some games. I think it was I think it was a fantastic pick. I love it. I love it. Oh, did y'all hear me say? I love it. Okay. So, right move, y'all. Everybody still definitely. Everybody still hear me? Yep. Okay. Yeah, still so hear make, sure. make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Okay. All right. So we heard um, you say you love it. I love it. I love it. All right, so um, listen, I, I was going to save this. Um, oh, you know what? No, before I do this, I do have to, I do have to make a comment. It is not football-related, um, but, man, I, you know, I, I, you guys know, Jay knows, K-Star knows. I think, Train, you know this. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've uh, been watching it since I was a kid. Used to, you know, even, even before my brother was born, man, sitting watching wrestling and then, you know, when he got old enough to know what wrestling was, him and I would be sitting up here watching wrestling with my dad, and a lot of, lot of, lot of history of just enjoying wrestling, and uh, for many, many, many years. And now I just watch it because it's like a man soap opera. And man, oh man, was I like uh, in tears last night over hearing that Roman Reigns has leukemia, and um, like, like, like you know, wrestling is fake. Everybody knows that. It's a big soap opera. It's acting. So, you, you know, you watch something and you, you know, you have to like kind of watch it with a little skepticism. Like, okay, is this a storyline? <laughs> you know, is this coming? Come on. You know, is this real? Um, and so you're watching him and he starts saying how his real name is Joe and he had leukemia 11 years ago and it went into remission. Um, and now he's back. So he's got to leave wrestling to go battle his health and, and as you're watching it, you start realizing, oh, this is not, like, part of the storyline. This is, like, real life. This, this person who plays this, this Superman-like character in wrestling really has this disease. Like, this is the real deal. And then his, his partners came out at the end, and they're in tears. And, and then the announcers, they're like, they, apparently they didn't even know because they're sitting there like, okay, um, you know, you guys know that we do a storyline here. Well, this is not part of the storyline. This is this is real life, and we're all real people, and this is real. And you know, so it was real. And I, and the only reason I bring it up is because I'm a huge wrestling fan. And you know, Roman Reigns is part of the um, the whole Samoan, the whole Rock, that whole clan. I think he, him and the Rock are cousins. And um, I just want to just say because we're on the radio and never know who could hear us. You know, it broke my heart to hear that. He, you know, seemed like a good dude. He's got a wife. He's got kids. Um, in the prime of his wrestling career, and leukemia comes back. I'd say he's probably in his early 30s, if that. So I just want to wish him the best. Uh, fight. Do whatever it is you need to do. And hopefully, you know, you can beat it a second time. And, and I guess it kind of touched me a little bit because um, a coworker of mine, passed away earlier this year, Jose, Jose Rivera. And he uh, worked in New York. He's a great, great guy. And he'd been battling leukemia and uh, he lost his battle. And 
the lady, a lady that worked in Connecticut took Jose's job in New York, which opened up her job in Connecticut. And I ended up with her job. So due to the fact that he passed away, allowed me an opportunity to take a higher position at the company that I work with. And when I went on the interview, the first thing I said to the team was, I would be remiss if I didn't recognize the fact that I wouldn't even be sitting here if it wasn't for Jose. And I just want to, you know, send good vibes into the, the out there for Jose. And so when I heard leukemia last night, it touched me thinking about my colleague and how he passed away from leukemia. And, and I watched it take his life. Like I watched him deteriorate in front of me, you know, my coworker. I saw him one day and he was a picture of health and I saw him another day and I'm like, who the heck? I didn't even recognize him. Didn't even recognize him. And he looked at me and goes, Terry, it's me, Jose. I'm like, oh, and I had to play it off. I say all that to say, hug your family, hug your friends, be happy, enjoy life. Cause you only got one. This is it. If you're not out there grabbing it and going out there making yourself happy, I don't know what it is you're out there doing, but start right now. Do something to make yourself happy. And to go back to our start of Roman Reigns, the Madden voice sends its best. Speedy recovery, Godspeed. We'll see you back in that ring soon. All right, enough of that. Negative. Y'all going to have me crying on my own show. Cut out. All right. Now I got to go. Now, now. Yeah, oh, and real, one other. It's not bubble. What is that? It ain't real unless it's not bubble. Yeah, well, you know, I get a little bit of that pop over there. Was. And by the way, K-Star, happy birthday, man. Is You know, he was on the show last week, didn't even tell us. So, hey, man, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate I guess it. they ain't had Taco Tuesday last week, huh? Uh, man, I don't know where the spot here is for Taco Tuesday like in Jacksonville. You, like you did us last year, like I'm going out on a Tuesday. You know, the yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hold on, but this is yeah. This is UK style. We gotta you know, do our annual. You know, we gotta. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. So, how how old are you now, Katie? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yep. I do believe that makes you the youngest on the show. I don't exactly remember Train's age, but I believe Train is older than you. I know JB's older than you. JB old as dirt, so yeah, I know that. Much, much <laughs> older than him. <laughs> much older than. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm much older than him. Let's get this right. <laughs> You're older, but I'm much older. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's I believe JB you and I. got you. Ten? Yep. Yeah, ten, yeah, ten okay, years between so JB, you and I. Ten years between yeah. you and I and me and JB are eight years. So you and JB okay. are pretty close. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm the older statesman, but we already knew that because – I'm usually right, and, you know. But speaking of being usually right, uh, K-Star, 
<laughs> Speaking of being usually right, K-Star, um, you want to explain to me again about the Rams? I mean, I'm sorry, about oh. the Saints and the Ravens. Do, do you want to explain Ooh. your whole methodology oh. again? Because uh, oh, I, I think you up. and I kind of, yeah, you had the Ravens at number two Not, and uh, the Saints at number three yeah. and the Chiefs like at number you. four. And I just, yeah. you know, I told you I was going to get you. Told you. Because you don't want to hey, listen to the boy. I'm going to get Yeah, so uh, so you see what had happened was when not I factor in. Did not did not factor in the idea that Justin Tucker could even miss an extra point in his career. Um, had it happened up until this past extra point to tie the game, but uh, no, it was bad. But that don't mean they would. That don't mean they would have won. I know, I know, I know. I know. So I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. I'm just I'm just giving excuse. But yeah. no, it was a bad process. It is what it is. I was okay. wrong. Yeah, but, um, but so so and, so you would think that you would have learned because on your new power rankings. You don't have the Saints at all. Now, is that an oversight? No, no, no. Please tell me that was just no, an oversight. Yeah, it, yeah it was, actually, yeah, I resent it. Um, it was an oversight. Uh, I sent the updated revised list, and they're number uh, three for me, number three. Okay. I didn't see the updated list, but good, because I, I, I said to myself, okay, really? Because um, this makes very little sense to me, and, you, well, actually, let me see. Hold on. Let me see if the revised list came through. Because, you know, y'all be waiting till the last minute to send me stuff like I ain't got no life. So, no, um, y'all is. Uh, let's see. Well, okay, not not you, JB. You, 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 knock, your, you knock your shit out. Uh, let's see. Hold on here. I'm looking for, uh, okay, revised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 902. He sends me the revised list. This cat, man. <laughs> what at Nate 48? Yeah, that was last week. He improved. He improved the negative uh, fourteen minutes. You know, Monday night football is over by midnight, so you got a good eighteen hours to figure out fourteen, five teams. Don't take that long, guys. Don't take that long. Oh, uh, you're right. I know I'm right. Womp, womp, womp. I know I'm right. The good news is, is is good news. Might as well do this now because the good news is um, JB, me, and K Star Train did not send his in unless I missed them. Um, have the exact same power rankings. Okay. Well, it wouldn't matter because the three of us have the exact same power rankings, which I don't know. That might be a first if uh, it would have wow. been interesting had Train <laughs> sent his in to see if we would have went four for four, but uh, the exact same. So I will do them now. I know it's a little early to do them, but, you know, I can. Um, and we were talking about it. So number five is the Chargers. Number four are the Patriots. Number three, uh, the Saints. Number two, the Chiefs. And the best team in the NFL is the Rams. Anybody who doesn't believe that needs to, you know, get their eyes checked. Um, you know, yeah. Chiefs are solid. Chiefs are solid. And you know what? And I, gotta, I, gotta, I actually have to make two statements after seven games. I'm a believer. I am. Mahomes is the real deal. He's got a lot of talent. Now he's got a lot of he's got a lot of help. But yep. I watch what he does and he's very good at what he does. Now, again, he's got a lot of talent, but he's using that talent properly. So I'm a believer. And I'm also a believer in Barkley. 
Um, he's he's a good yeah. he's a good solid running back. He's gonna have a good career if he stays healthy. He's gonna be you know I I think um, you know when you look at Gurley and Zeke and Barkley, um, I, I gotta wait and see what happens with Bell. I, I have a lot of respect for Bell, but he ain't even playing right now, so he can't even really you know is he gonna be a is he going to be a Steeler? Is he not going to be a Steeler? Is he going to end up being a Patriot? Is he going to end up being an Eagle? You know, you know, where is he going to be? So we'll, we'll bring him back into the discussion when he actually gets on a roster and plays. You know, sorry, K-Star. Yeah, when, when, he, when he just well, – no, 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 it's a, that's on him, man, when he decides to play again. So, Right, right. You know, he, he's, top, he's top two talent, but he's sitting home. You know, it's like Dez. Exactly. I think I still think Dez Bryant could be a top ten wide receiver in this league. I do believe that, but it don't matter what I believe because he's sitting home. <laughs> you know, so um, you know, and, and 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 you know, I always say this. I'll say this till I die. Superman is a bad. He's a bad dude, but he ain't do nobody good if he ain't there. <laughs> the bus is about to fall off the cliff with all the kids in it, and if Superman is over in France with Lois Lane having a little latte. Well, that bus, they gone. It's over. Did he save it? Yep. Did he? Nope. So you got to be there. You got to be there. So I right. heard the power rankings. See, what was what was the Chargers rank? Uh, Chargers are five and two. Okay, so they are the only five and two team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that probably would have been the same. Well, the Patriots are five and two. Patriots are five. Oh, okay. So yeah, still would have been the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I, I, had a, I, yeah, yeah, I, you know, there's, uh, you know, Panthers are looking good, and you know, there's, you know, but I, I, mm-hmm. I don't see how. I agree. I, I think we, we would have all been in sync that these, these are the top five teams in the NFL right now. It's pretty clear. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I do want to cool. say though, it was pretty so, crazy to see Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker miss an extra point. Like that dude is, um, he's annoying because he's so damn good. He's been a thorn. Uh, North going on time. kickers right now, bro. I know, but Justin Tucker seemed like he's invincible, man. And then he missed the extra point, and the expression he had on his face was hilarious. He was just like in yeah, state of shock. And uh, it was weird, too, because like, when he lost, I was happy as shit. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to wrap on Tuesday. But it's worth it. Yeah, you were. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? <laughs> no, you're right about that. Um, hey, and it's like you bringing up Cam and uh, hey, say all you want about Cam, he beat the Eagles. I ain't got nothing to say. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the beating yeah. over Cam. He beat the Eagles. Um, yep. But you know, Trade is right though. Something's going on because I mean, and it, and it started like last year. You know, because as good as Justin Tucker was, Dan Bailey at one point was the most accurate kicker in the NFL. You want to talk about Mr. Automatic? Dan Bailey missed nothing. Now, I mean, you know, we're we watching these kickers, man, and even the best kickers we're seeing them miss. Mason Crosby missed four in one game? Guys had seasons where he didn't miss four kicks. So, I, I don't Bro. know what's going on. It is. Chris, you know, the Steelers signed Chris Boswell to an extension in the offseason, right? He missed three field goals last year, like 35-38. This year he's missed six already. It's like three extra points. Right. You know, and that's the thing, the the extra point movement. I wonder if that's gotten into the kicker psyche. I wonder if that's affecting how they look at field goals as well as extra points. Because, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that these folks are missing even chip shot field goals 
let alone the distance of the extra point. All of this seemed to coincide when they pushed the extra point back. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they did that a couple of years ago. Oh, and the pers- yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it was, I mean, I mean, yes, we saw because the numbers were just, you know, extra points like 99 point something percent. It was just like, okay, you know, this is this is ridiculous. And I and I kind of agree with the NFL. So they, you know, they did what they did with the with the goalposts and all of that. And I get it. Um but it's you know, and it brought it and made it reasonable. But now what we've seen over the last like maybe maybe like 12 calendar months like the last half of last year and the first half of this year is like insane. Like you say, uh, uh, you know, uh, Justin Tucker, the look on his face, yeah. Because and when you watch the kick, did y'all watch the kick? The kick looked like it was going right down the middle. So all of a sudden, it just said, "Okay, never mind. I think I'll go over here." Just hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and then our boy out in Dallas, I mean, missed his first kick, made 16 straight. And then clanks the last kick. And, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the Dallas Redskins game. I'm not because there's a lot of reasons why Dallas lost that game. Dak fumbles twice, once in the end zone. You know, um, uh, you know, the, the, I felt that they should have been more aggressive on that last drive instead of trying to play for a tie in overtime. Uh, I'm disgusted with Jason Garrett. If he don't get this team in the playoffs this year, I hope he gets fired. I said at the beginning of the season, seven games in, I feel, I feel the same way. Um, I'm just I'm disgusted with him, but that damn penalty, man. I mean, I just I don't I, you know you're, we're powerless as fans and pundits and analysts when you watch a team like I watched the Cowboys and you know who the long snapper is, LP Latasor, and you know he's been playing for 14 years as the long snapper. And you know he has never been penalized for that in 14 years. And he does the same thing every snap. And because the timing of their jump, which either they were told to jump or it was a coincidence, because he's been doing the same thing for 14 years. And then they call um, offensive, whatever, false start, and that he lured them off. I mean, there's a problem there when you have a guy that's done the same thing for 14 years, and now when the game's on the line, not in the first quarter, but when the game's on the line, now you want to call that penalty. When, when the Cowboys are trying to kick a field goal to tie it, to send it in overtime. There's a problem there, NFL. It, it, it just disgusts me that that's when you decide to call something that you've never called before. And there's no, there's no awareness. Like, come on now, don't don't they have to study the teams and stuff during the week? Don't they get, you know, okay, we got the Cowboys, we've got the Redskins, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, someone's got to, somewhere, somewhere's got to, someone from New York's got to call in and say, hey, wait a minute, pick that flag up. This guy's been in the league 14 years doing the same thing. You're going to, like, idiots calling it now. Pick that damn flag up and let the guy kick his 47-yard field goal or miss his 47-yard field goal. Or so, T, can I chime in on this? Yeah, and I was going to say, or give him the, the, the offside because it would have been a 42 yard field goal. But I'm sorry, go ahead, Trent. Yeah, it was something I heard on uh, on NFL Network uh, 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 Series XM 
you know, their 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 satellite uh, station. I believe it was the Gill brand was one of those one of those that I was listening to. So basically, what they what he said is uh, teams teams have the they they have the uh, the go ahead to actually study their opponents and things that they feel like are penalties that are not getting called on their opponents. They're allowed to send in to you know the referee committee to be like, hey, you know, keep, keep an eye on this. this. Yep, we're about to you know we're about to play them. Keep an eye for this. And you know because the first thing you almost come to mind like, wait when they show when they show him move the ball on the one snap, but then they show when he actually did get it off on the second snap, you don't see a change. You don't see a change in anything. Um, but apparently uh, teams are able to send in video to raise the awareness of referees to say, look out for this. Um, we think this is a penalty. So I'm not <laughs> sure if it was done in that situation, but the guy was explaining on the show that, you know, he, even he had he actually had that job uh, to do, you know, to you know study and analyze your opponent that way. You know, yeah, I, I mean, Gil Brandt used to be part thing. of the co- yeah. He was part of the Cowboys organization for a long time, and I'm very familiar with him. Okay. And yes, he's right, and yes, that happens. Um, and and my counter to that is, so if in fact that happens, which we don't know. Why would they have waited mm-hmm. till the end of the game to make that call when the Cowboys had already scored 17 points, which means there were two extra mm-hmm. points and a field goal already done. So why now and not the other three times that the long snapper was doing it for a, a place kick? You see what I mean? Like I get it. Yeah. But it just, you know, and to me, the end of, you know, there has to be something a, a there needs to be some sort of mechanism that prevents referees from being part of the outcome of a game. And unless it's blatant, there has to be a way for someone to buzz them and say, no, you don't make that call. You just don't because now you're stealing that game. So someone in New York should have said, why call that now and not the other three times that he snapped? No. We're yeah. overturning that. Pick that flag up. There's no penalty there. Someone's got to step in and stop this. And this ain't the only time this happens. We've seen refs make very controversial calls that cost people games. We've seen this before. And there's no mechanism for it other than the five guys getting together on the field and discussing it. Mm-hmm. Even when they do a booth review, it's the line or the field judge that goes over to the little thing and watches the replay and they make the decision. And I just think that, you know, for a team like Dallas to have been down by 10 points with five minutes to go and now to have a chance to tie it and send it into overtime. And we know that that exact kick from 47 goes from 52 doesn't. And, you know, we can argue all day and say, well, no game is based on one play. Okay, well, tell that to the freaking Lakers, you know, last night, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you put yourself in position so that when you make a play, you win a game, whether it's basketball or football. So the Cowboys put themselves in a position where a guy that made 16 in a row 
would more than likely make this kick, and they would go in overtime and have a chance to win the game, and the refs took it away over a call that, in my opinion, shouldn't have been called. Simple as that. So, anyway, that's all I got to say. I don't really. But I got a question for you guys. I've done a lot of talking. I got to shut up for a little while. I got to ask you guys this question. Um, you know, we did our power rankings, and, you know, obviously the Rams and the Chiefs are tearing it up. Uh, we're seeing the Saints make some moves. But, you know, I was just starting to think, what do you guys think? Are the Patriots still at 5-2 and two, the measuring stick of the NFL? Are they still the standard in the NFL? That's the question on the table. And uh, I'll start with JB. Yeah, I would have to say so. As long as you've got that whole coaching quarterback combination of Belichick and Brady, you have to have them as the um, – as the, the the measuring stick, they're five and two for a reason, and um, until someone knocks them off their perch, they're going to continue to be that measuring stick as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Um, let's go with K Star while while Doctor Train gets settled over there because I can hear him getting settled. So go ahead, K Star. Yep. Yeah, to me, still a standard. I mean, they kind of prove it again uh, against Train's Bears on Sunday. So, I mean, uh, I think me and Train both picked the Bears. I mean, obviously, he's a little biased. But, um, you know, the reason for it, when you think about what New England plays that Sunday night game against the Chiefs, who were previously undefeated, they beat them. And then they play another top-notch team going at Chicago. Like, most teams, most really good teams, like, are, are going to lose that going on the road after an emotional close win, you know, like they had versus the Chiefs, but the Patriots are just a different breed. Um, and really, since they acquired Josh Gordon and got Edelman back, they uh, are really coming come to form, and they just they just do it every year, man. They just always ramp up, and each year, I feel like they're just always the standard, and they just prove it through big wins like we just saw on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely still the standard. Train, anything to add? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um... I had to agree. Because I mean, I mean, really you just played them, and, and, and yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm giving you your moment right now, along with this question. So, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, in in short, I I have to agree, uh, and I simply have to agree, and it's really the honestly it's based on a statement that you said a long time ago, uh, on this show, uh. And it really, I give a talk, give a lot of credit to to Belichick in the sense that um, he's become one of the best coaches that prepares his team to take away what you do best in order to beat you. And um, that's that's pretty much what they did to us. That's what they do. Everyone, sorry. That's what they do. That's what they do against uh, tough opponents. You know, kind of what they try to do in the Chiefs. And as long as they linger around, as long as they stick around, that they're gonna. It's 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 always a high probability that they will pull it out. You know, 
against train quick question yeah who did they yeah who did they because uh, I didn't see the whole game, but I actually looked forward to watching it because it looked really entertaining. Who did they try to take away and successfully did uh, against the Bears? Was it Allen Robinson or what? Actually, they play they played our receivers with man coverage. And this is stuff I kind of like read up on afterwards because it's kind of it's kind of good to get the you know the people who write the columns and kind of pick up all this stuff. But they went at Chicago with man coverage. Uh, so some of the times the receivers struggle to get open, but honestly, there were plenty of opportunities where where our receivers did get open. So it required it, it required Mitch to be as accurate as possible because when he wasn't, when he under threw the ball, and the Patriots dropped two interceptions. <laughs> oh yeah, in the red, in the red zone on on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. They dropped. They dropped two in these sessions. So just like we shouldn't have allowed two special team touchdowns, they could have easily caught those two interceptions, and in this game could have been either even, either still even, even or lopsided. You know, it is. So I mean, there, you have to be the measuring stick when you see how they, how every year is like. Well, this is the year. This is the year they start going downhill, and all of a sudden they start off a little slow team might get the first week win on them and all of a sudden you just see them slowly get start get people back start put pieces together and it's like oh okay yep they're legit again never mind false alarm <laughs> they're, they're 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 back it's you know so yeah. uh my wife <laughs> you ever uh you ever uh key growing up with with jb y'all go and uh let's say y'all play uh basketball or something playing at one-on-one and it's like that one time JB came close to beating you. Look down, you's like, hey, man, you did, you did good today. Which you ain't already knew what the outcome's gonna be anyway. <laughs> ain't played, ain't played him one on one since. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> right. But you, you know, you still got him. But you so close, you be like, yeah, you, you did good. That's that's how my wife did me after we lost that game. Like. Baby, your old team look good today. <laughs> it's like, I mean, don't you, don't you dare treat us like we the little brother. Don't do that. We have a legit Ooh. team. I'm, I'm all frustrated. So. Right on. Hey, but I will say this, that bar, wherever y'all was at, man, when you had a little bucket with the little drinks and stuff in there. Yeah, I, man, oh, we ain't got nothing legit. like that in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I was like, yeah, I said, y'all styling and profiling, man. You know what I'm when you come out to Cali, T, when you come out to Cali, I'll take you there. <laughs> All right, man. I'm coming sooner I'll take than you, you think. Bro, I'm coming, man. And, and it's funny because my, yeah. my little young lady, she's a Patriots fan, too. Trying to make her Cowboys oh, fan. Oh, wow. It ain't working, man. It ain't working, man. I'm trying, but it ain't working. <laughs> She's talking about how much she loved Tom Brady and all that. Ah, shut up, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah, no, that's – that's well, first of all, that's funny. And, and just to say, JB has never in his life beat me one-on-one. When he got close, I stopped playing him. This way he could never <laughs> say he beat me because <laughs> – Now, seriously, he was about – he was about – I think he was like 17 – and I was 25, and we went up. We, we were balling up. We, we lived near a course. We went up there and balling around. And all of a sudden, I'm noticing, like, like you know, I had always been able to out-jump him. 
all of a sudden I wasn't out jumping him no more. <laughs> you know, he like jumping over me, getting rebounds and stuff. And I'm like, where do you get them ups from? You know? So I did some old school okie doke and was able to beat him like, I don't know, 11, nine, 11, eight, something like that. He was like, you want to run it back? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Cause something told me I wasn't going to beat him no more. I just, I just, something <laughs> in my blood said that was the end of it. That cat was going to come start whooping up on me. And so being the great older brother that I am, I never played him one-on-one again. We started playing on the same team. <laughs> ah, but anyway. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing right there. That's, that, is, that is classic. It's like, hey. He's a little no 17, but that's all right. <laughs> no need to try to beat him. I'm just going to put him on my team from this one. <laughs> that's a good strat right there. It's a good transition. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, it's, that, as one of my friends used to say, I was about to get in that ass like tissue. Yeah, yeah, he was about to, but, you know, it, it, I can honestly say it never happened. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, back to the original point. You know, when I watched the Bears-Patriots and – I, I'm sitting there, and I, you know, at the end of the game, you know, everybody knows how the game ended, the Hail Mary and all of that. But I said, you know, kind of like I kind of had the same attitude as your wife had. Like, damn, you know, train team fought and almost did it and, you know, should hold their heads high. And, you know, you played, in my mind, they're the best team in the league. It don't really matter what the record is. The Patriots are the best team in the league every year. And so the fact that you battled them so close, you know, and it was kind of like, yeah, be proud of it. And then I let that marinate for a little while. And I'm like, yeah, because if I was the Cowboys, I wouldn't care. <laughs> we lost. We lost. I wouldn't even want to hear that noise. Because I was going to text you that, and I'm like, nah. But what I will say is in my 40-plus years of watching football, um, I've never seen anything like this. Ever. Like, there's nothing I can compare this to. And don't even, there's no, there's nothing. No, not the, not the 70 Steelers. Um, not even, not even the, now, now, I guess the only thing that's even in the same discussion is Tom Landry getting to the playoffs for 20 straight years, you know. But even this doesn't feel like that. Even this feels different. This just feels more dominant than I remember those Landry teams. They were consistent, but they weren't dominant. They were just consistent. You just knew they were going to the playoffs every year. And, you know, it was something like 66 to 85 or something like that. Um, you know, I, I can go back and look it up. But, you know, you, you, you just – the team was consistent. And you felt in the early 90s that there was something building there that was going to be pretty awesome as well. And, but nothing like what we see here – Tom Brady's 41 years old. 41. And he looks the same. I mean, he doesn't look like anything has dropped. You know, Belichick is a fucking genius. I don't want to hear Spygate, Deflategate, you know, uh, Tuck Rule. I don't want to hear any of that. This man takes it and just comes back and says, okay, 
and does it again and again and again and again. It is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in the NFL. It is unbelievable what this team does. Probably why, you know, my, my young lady friend said, why does everybody hate the Patriots? And I said, well, some people hate them because they're just too damn good, and then some people hate them because they cheat. You know, they've been known to cheat. They have been caught cheating, and a lot of people hate them because of that. But I think mostly it's because they're so damn good and people get sick of it. Yep. And all of this talk now about the Chiefs and the Chargers and, you know, and I'm going to tell you, man, my money's still on the Patriots to do the same thing that they do every year. Get to that AFC championship game and see where it happens. Because, it, uh, man, it, it's, I just wish Dallas could get into a rhythm like that, man. It won't happen under Jason Garrett, I can tell you that right now. Ain't going to happen. They will never happen under Garrett. But I wish we could get a coach in there, some pedigree, come in there and shake things up. Maybe we can get Bill Cowher to come out of retirement. He always, you know, always has a lot to say about the Cowboys. Maybe we can get him to come out of retirement. Wouldn't you love that, K-Star? Just saying. You know, I would actually love to see Bill Cowher come back. I wish I, – I actually thought for the longest time that he would come back. There's always those rumors year after year after year, but he just never came back. He was an awesome coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm missing. All right. That's my coach. I'm going to cry. Okay. Um, let's go <laughs> to some special segments. <laughs> let's go to some special segments. Let's start with JV. You know, uh, JV, uh, Peon versus Phenom. Yeah, so let's let's go with the Phenom of the week. And there's some honorable mentions I wanted to give out. Uh, honorable mention, obviously, Drew Brees becoming a member of the 500 uh, passing touchdown club. Definitely got a tippy cap to him. Uh, definitely honorable mention to, to, and I know Case Love going to like this one, the Cam for that come from behind victory, being able to orchestrate it 17, down 17 nothing on the road against the defending champs. But I'm actually going to go a different route. We always talk about the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball and, and give this week award to uh, Aaron Donald of the Rams. A quarterback pressures, he had four sacks. Now, granted, yes, I understand it's against the 49ers, but still, we're talking about a guy that's interior alignment, got paid this year, and we already know when you get paid, chances are your production drops off. But guy had a monster game, continues to be a force, and arguably is one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in the league right now. So he gets the Phenom Award for the week. Uh, with the Peon Award, we touched upon this already, so I'm not going to go into too much uh, detail about at least half of it with the – the referee, or excuse me, the, um, the officiating and the end of the game for the Redskins and the Cowboys, I thought that was an egregious call. Like I said, I'm not going to belabor that. We've already touched upon that. And with this Peon Award, I'm actually going to go a slightly different route. Uh, this week's Peon Award is going to go to Eric Reed, uh, defensive back for the Panthers, basically airing out the dirty laundry that he has with, with Malcolm Jenkins. And, and I advocated for the guy because I felt he needed to be on the field and he was being blackballed. Whatever issues he has with Malcolm James, he needs to take that off the field. And maybe the moniker we say all football feuds should be settled on the field. On the field, this feud is not on the field; it's outside of, of the field. He needs to keep it there. And um, so another thing, what happened? Is, I'm still I, sorry. Real quick, do you know the story behind that? Because I, I, I didn't hear okay. everything about. I just heard something about sold us out, and I didn't really understand. Yeah. Well, Eric Reed is basically saying Reed doesn't agree with the uh, the way it was it was handled with with um, and, and 
And T, you can maybe fill in the blanks with this one, so I know I'm getting my my words mixed up. But Reed didn't agree with the way Jenkins handles the whole proceedings with uh, the NFLPA and, and how they're they're taking care of this this kneeling whole the whole discussion on kneeling and and trying to make. Here, here, I, 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 yeah, I, I, let, let me let me let me let me get to it. I yeah I think yeah so so the NFL decided to shift some money around and donate and it, and it was money that was earmarked elsewhere 90 million dollars towards social justice programs after that Malcolm Jenkins ended his protest Eric Reed thought that that he sold out and said that you know they weren't committing any new money number 1 and you know we still have a fight Colin Kaepernick is unemployed and you're sitting up there saying, I'm done with my protest. So Reed thought that Jenkins sold out after the NFL made their commitment. So Reed then approaches pregame Jenkins to confront him. Okay. I'm going to give my thoughts on that. I'm glad Jay brought that up, but I'm going to let, I'm going to, I just want to clarify what happened. I'll let Jay finish. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's and this I- thing. Go ahead, Jay. No, no, and I'm glad. Thank you for that because I feel you had the details on it. I, I knew about it. I just couldn't articulate it right now. I'm trying to do a few things at the same time. So thank you for, for yep. clearing that up. My yep. issue with all of that is, again, settle it outside of the field. That's not for football field stuff. Settle that outside. And it just seems like our people, we tend to do that too much. We, we pick the wrong time to bring up a, a fight that it just doesn't belong in that particular setting. So that's why I give him the, the piano of the week award. T, go, go ahead and, and say what you got to say because I know it's going to be good. So uh, inform us. Well, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, on this particular issue, I 1,000% agree with JB on Eric Reed. I advocated for Eric Reed to get his job back. I'm glad he got a job back with Carolina. I'm okay with you continuing the protest. Um, and I applaud Carolina as an organization for signing you knowing that and allowing you that platform. So here you were unemployed like Colin Kaepernick. Here you were on the sidelines. You get an opportunity to, to rejoin and play. You see Kaepernick is done. I don't think he'll ever be back. I, I hate to say it, but I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen again. But you fortunately get an opportunity to play. You're not a superstar. You're not Malcolm Jenkins. You're not Earl Thomas. You know, you're not a superstar. You're good, but you're not great. And then you decide to be disruptive, and all you're doing is, is, is justifying all of the people that say, this is why we don't kneel. This is why. Look at what these two Negroes, and they're not saying Negroes, are doing. Hats off to Malcolm Jenkins, because if you saw his interview, he said, I am not going to degrade this black man. I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm happy he's back in a league. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy to see him playing, and that's all I have to say. While uh, Eric Reed called him a sellout in his interview. How do you think you're helping? How do you think you're helping the cause, right? You know, put your fist up, kneel, whatever it is you want to do to send the message of social injustice. You are not, I got into arguments, lost friends on Facebook, arguing with people about the lady blocking the guy going up to his apartment and I'm saying that 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 she's racist um and I got people coming saying that she's not and I'm like and they're all white people okay and I'm like you wouldn't know 
You don't live with this. Don't tell me a black man that she ain't racist. You don't know racism. You're white. Sorry. That's, I didn't make the rules. That's just the way it is. So I get into these arguments, people, and these are the same people that support Trump. These are the same people that say, I stand for the flag. I don't kneel. I get in all these arguments, and then I got to sit there and watch a black man who I have supported totally give them a reason to say, see, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all can't even get unite amongst each other. Y'all can't even get it together. You multimillionaires arguing on the field about this stuff, and I'm supposed to support you? And what do I say to that? Ain't nothing I can say. But they're absolutely right. They are 1,000% correct. There is absolutely no reason to have a confrontation about this subject on the field before the game. That is the dumbest, most asinine thing I have ever seen on this issue. You want to talk to him? Pick up the phone and call him. Text him. Smoke signal him. I don't give a damn if you need to have a conversation. But to go up there and feel that that was the way to handle this issue, all you did was give every single person who doesn't support our cause a reason to say this is why. And you know what? There's nothing that any of us can say to that. But you know what? You got a point now. Now they got a point because you gave them a point. So as far as I'm concerned now, if you ask me, stop kneeling. It's over. Eric Reed just ended it. Remember that Eddie Murphy, uh, Beverly Hills cop? When, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Threw everybody out. Hugh Hefner. He said, oh, we got to go. What's the name? Uh, yep. Fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Reeves messed yeah. it up for everybody. As far as I'm concerned, everybody might just don't even kneel anymore and find another way to get the message because you just blew it. You just destroyed the message that has been out there for the last two years. You just destroyed it single-handedly because you decided to turn it into a personal issue between you and Malcolm Jenkins. Ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Okay. So T, I um, yes sir. So so T, T, was there a? Because I, I didn't see this at all. I'm just like K Star. When I first heard it, I, I heard it on the, on the you know talk show on on the way to work, and I was like, oh wow, okay, something happened beginning that game. Was there? I'm assuming there was no throwing, no punches on there, but I mean, no, there was no punches, but they had to be separated. And, and what? They had to be separated. They had to, they, they had to be separated. Okay. Yeah. They had to be separated. It got heated, and they had to be separated. They, they, you know, he was. You could see um, him, Reed walking towards Jenkins, John, and then Jenkins sees him and starts walking towards him, and Jenkins has his back to the camera, and you can see Reed, John. So Jenkins is probably responding, and they're going back mm-hmm. and forth, and then they get nose to nose, and then that's when people jump in and, and separate him, and then Reed was like acting like he wanted to go get at him, and they were just holding him back. It was just. It was just stupid for this reason, for this cause. It was just stupid. It was like, it was like if you act like somebody talking about your mama, man. You know, you, he you act like that, you that, freaking Ray John Rondo and Chris Paul and somebody spit on you. You know, you acting like that, bro. You know? Right. And, and, and yeah, that's that's awesome. Awesome. the week award because that's just ridiculous. No. And, and, it, and it's because totally rude, our Jay. people seem to do that all the time, and, and I wish we yes, would sir. stop that. Yes, sir. Well, uh, yeah, I saw the pregame confrontation. Like it, again, I can't tell from Jenkins' side because he looked. Oh, you can see the back of him. But he seemed like he was calm. But you should see Reed just like 
like you like you said, I think like like Rajon Rondo about to like punch this dude, like just just like you couldn't have a conversation with this guy. He was like looking for a fight, it seemed like. Um Yes. But I mean one thing that we'll say is after hearing that like I I mean, again, I don't know how everyone feels about it, but to get ninety million dollars and to shift it um and, and to put it in the charitable cause or, you know, in into um the social justice stuff that Jenkins did, I mean like what's I, I I guess I don't really understand why Reed is mad about that. Like, isn't that what like something that that's positive? Um, I, I think for two I reasons. One, like, it's I don't understand money. That. You shifted you shifted existing money, so you're not committing new money. So don't act like you you you've dug deep to create new money. You just took money that you were going to use on something else and shifted it. And you know, I could right. see that as like okay, I could see that. But I think the bigger issue was. There is a belief around the NFL that Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. And when you look at some of these quarterbacks out there that suck, but I got to have some thoughts that maybe he is. Eric Reed is saying, you know, okay, I'm here working, but Cat, who started this whole thing, is still sitting on the sidelines. I have a problem with that. This man should not be, you know, excluded from being able to get a job. Now, we can't prove that the NFL colluded. But there's a wide belief that's that he ongoing. did. So I think in that case, that so case is still ongoing, right? Part. Yeah, yeah. Kaepernick yep. is still he's got a he's got a suit going. Okay. So. Man, regardless of the money, regardless of Kaepernick, again, you don't air dirty laundry out on the field. You take that up behind the scenes, like grown folks do. So, if he wants to argue this, that, and the third, that's fine. But not not pregame, not when you didn't even tell your coaches. You didn't none of that. You do that later. Agreed. And if he would have got released right after that, it would just would have been like no one would have batted an eye. It's just like yeah. <laughs> it's just really well, stupid. I tell you what. Thank thank God Carolina won that game. Thank God they won that game. Makes the flight home a lot easier to to swallow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Jay, move on. JB, you all set? Yep, I'm good. You good? Okay. (coughs) Pardon me. KSAR, it's all you? All right, yeah. This week in Bonafide, Bonafront. Um, I want to start with Bonafide, and, and we're starting with Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Um, first time since 2006, the team's come back down 17-0, entering the fourth quarter to win the game. Uh, the Panthers put up three touchdown drives in a row to close out the game, and then had a defensive stand at the end of the game. Um the Panthers, it seems like every year, a nine and seven to eleven and five type team. Consistently, they're either the NFC South champions or a playoff team. Seems to be the case this year as well. Um, and so, I need to, of course, get a special shout out and salute to Cam Newton for doing his thing. Uh, did not look very good early on, um, but he put together and well, got you know did did JB and. Uh, uh, T a favor there by getting a tough win on the road. Um, 
So that was definitely good to see and, and something that we've come it, – it's been consistent, it seems like, year over year with uh, the Panthers just being a team, to, uh, always a solid team year year in, year out. So it's in case this year. So they're my bona fide team of the week. Um, on the flip side, uh, you know, the Eagles, um, they're definitely a bona front. So Carson Wentz came back week three. And since he's come back, the Eagles are two and three. Um, they had a close win uh, in Carson Wentz's first game against the Colts, where they stopped Andrew Luck on the fourth down in the red zone to win the game. They then went on to lose to a team we consider bona front in the Titans. Um, and, you know, the, their only win since that week three game is at New York Giants. And the Giants just get beat by everybody. They just look like a whole mess. They couldn't even score against the Falcons, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, so definitely lots of concern for the defending champions. They obviously know that they have some issues of their own. They tried to acquire and failed uh, in getting Amari Cooper. Um, they've had injuries such as J.H.I. going down for the year, so they're really thin at the running back position. Uh, and Carson Wentz is now nearly like the same player as he did last year. Seeing a lot of picks, we're just seeing uh, the Eagles struggling to score points. He actually had a guy wide open uh, against the Panthers on the final drive on that third and two, just right in front of him. He just missed and got sacked and fumbled. Um, so really tough to see. But to me, unless something changes, maybe they make some roster move, I, I don't know. But they look like a bona front team to me that are just happy they won Super Bowl last year and are kind of lost going through the motions this year. Um, I got a so, question for the group on this one. With, with the with the Eagles Panthers game, is it more the Eagles lost it or more the Panthers won it? Well, I, I'll say this: you know, the 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 Panthers two years ago were six and ten. So I'm a little I'm not ready to say that they're a consistent team year after year. I think Cam Newton has not been a consistent QB since his MVP. And we've talked about it on this show numerous times. We've, we've discussed his up-and-down play. Um, but that said, to answer your question, JB, you know, when you're up 17 nothing, and the team comes and scores three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I think the Eagles lost that game. I mean, not taking any way, anything away from Cam. He certainly had to perform. Um, but, you know, you know, first of all, how many teams get three possessions in one quarter, you know, I mean, you know, so so I, I would tend to lean more towards the Eagles' loss and the Panthers' won just based on that right there. Yeah, and, and that was my feeling too. So that's why I'm not sure if I would put Carolina in the bona fide column just because of what they did or what really the Eagles did to themselves in that particular game. I would agree. Yeah. And, and I don't know that I'm ready to bail on the Eagles in the NFC least. Um, you know, we, we we see a Redskin team that's four and two that barely beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are three and four, but you know they've got a loss at the buzzer against uh, this team. They got a overtime loss against the Texans. Um, you know, certainly if you look at their three and four record, you could easily see them. You know, at at a five and two. Uh, might be a stretch to say they could have been six and one, but definitely a five and two was obtainable. 
you know, the ball, a couple of bounces differently with that ball. Um, so I think in this, in this division, other than the Giants, which, you know, they're now, they're now there's your bone of front right there. There's your bone of front. Um, you know, you've you got a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. You've got what looks like to be a generational running back. I'm starting to come around, and I'm one that wants to give time, but the man, the dude's just, Barkley's just looking like the real deal. You got Beckham, who's, you know, talent is just off the chart. If he just shut his mouth and played football, and that's what his owner said, so I'm just quoting his owner. Um, you know, so you've got you've got a modern day triplets that few in the NFL can match, and yet, you know, they're one and six. So there's your bone of front right there. And you fired your coach to be in the same spot. You, you right in the same spot as last year. And you got rid of your coach. You've made zero progress. Well, he was terrible. He needed to go. But you're right. This new this new coach ain't doing any better though. You know, so right. you didn't you didn't you didn't upgrade. <laughs> you stayed in the toilet bowl. Exactly. I personally Bingo. don't think it's the coach. I personally don't think it's the coach at all. I think this was his so-called Do you think Eli's done? I, I, yeah, this so-called triplet is not a triplet. You have a triplet when you actually have a legit quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Nah, this is more like a like a like like a like a twin with a lost baby next to it, like something like that. This ain't a triplet because Eli looks <laughs> looks over like. He looked like yeah. he does not know what he should do when he when when the ball snapped. Like yeah. it, he just looks lost. Like I mean, he looks like a shot boxer. I've watched a lot of boxing yeah. in my day, and he looks like yeah. a shot boxer, like a thirty-seven-year-old. I've taken one shot too many boxers. Yeah. that's what he looks like. He's gone, man. Um, and that offensive I mean, line has a lot to do with it. That yep. that may be the case, but that's not like he hasn't had his opportunities. And he's just – I mean, when you have the opportunities, you still supposed to – you still got to get him. You know, he's a veteran enough quarterback to even to know that. Like, yep, we're struggling the offensive line. Yeah, you struggle the offensive line, but your running back is still, you know, helping to make plays. Here's so, – Chew on this for a second. We all know what Ezekiel Elliott can do, right? Everybody raise their hand. Ezekiel Elliott is a bad boy. Yes? Yes. 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 That's that's a question. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott is a bad boy. Yet, teams play the Cowboys and they stack the box because Dak really doesn't have anybody to throw to and they want to make Dak beat them. Okay. When you play the play the Giants, you can't do that. Even though everyone sees what Saquon is capable of doing, but yet the Giants are still one and six because they can't stack the box because Odell will eat them alive, along with uh, Shepard for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yet they're still one and six because this quarterback. When given time, still doesn't get it done. When when he has Odell open in the end zone on a quick post pattern, still can't hit his guy. With ample time, that kid is done, man. This is our yeah. last year we see Eli playing for the Giants. It's 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 a wrap. Yeah, he's yeah. replacing his coming. That's why I I, I, I yeah. don't put it all on on the coach. 
And, you know, it's funny. Um, McAdoo benched him last year and got all kinds of heat, including from us on this show. Um, yeah. And, you know, broke his streak and, you know. Um, but that might have been the only thing he knew. That might have been the only thing he did right, you know. Um, you know, as far as being able to see that Eli was all done, that might be the only thing, even though he really didn't have anybody, you know, to come up behind Eli. But he, he seems to now be vindicated in that one decision because, you know, yeah. now the word is how long, is, how long before they go to the backup in New York, you know. Um, and, he, and those are tough decisions. When you have, I told you so. Yeah, he probably is. You know, slick hair and sunglasses, but um, those are tough decisions. You know, when you have a guy that's meant so much to the franchise, and and you know, you know, royalty in football when, as a Manning, and you know, but yeah, it, it's pretty clear that he just doesn't have a lot left. He he just doesn't, and uh, it's sad from a football standpoint. You know, I think. I think when you have a Manning playing well, it's good for the league. Even if it's Eli, it's good for the league. Not that he's ever been a superstar, but he he played well enough to win some games and yeah. lead. You know, get 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 into get a couple of rings out of it. Um, you know, when Breeze is playing well and Rodgers and Brady and Roethlisberger and and Rivers, you know, when these guys are playing well, it's a much better NFL. And um, Right now, it's a pretty good NFL, but we, I think Manning's I, – I don't – yeah. I, I, think, I agree with you, Trent. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, is it pick six time, Dr. Train? We ready, man. We ready. All right, brother. It's your show. All right, man. This is uh, week eight, pick six. Dang, I miss week six, pick six. Y'all remember week six, pick six? Just, it just rhymed. Had a nice, had a nice ring to it. It did, man. Nice ring. All right. Week 8, So, week 7 results. Uh, man, I, I I thought all this was going to go go differently. But um, we have uh, JV at the bottom with 2 and 4. He gets credit for Patriots and Chiefs. And we have uh, T and K-Star tied at three and three. And then we have finally Doc Train actually won a week. Everybody can we get a round of applause right here? People are cheering. That's so cold, well, man. Cheer it up. Right. Yep. <laughs> Look out there. All right. Now. So at four and two, train gets <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> so four and two, train gets the gets gets the week seven week seven pick six winner. So overall, K Star is still leading by a small margin now, up two games. On on J on JB twenty eight to twenty eight and twelve to twenty twenty six fourteen, which is down another two games to T, which is twenty four and sixteen, and then down another game, another two games to that train, which is twenty two and eighteen. 
So we are all two games apart from each other in a kind of step function, kind of head deal. Sorry, engineering kicked in there. Um, but on to week eight, which actually has a few exciting games. Um, some may be easy to pick, but one of the first games I pulled in for the pick six is uh, Dolphins at four and three going to the Texans at four and three. And I, I put this on there. It's a Thursday night matchup. Uh, Texans got a chance to really not, like get two games ahead on their division. Um, and the Dolphins, I really want to give credit to Adam Gase uh, for kind of keeping this team afloat. They they almost they 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 had a small chance of coming back on the uh, on Detroit. They beat us. I'm not too happy about that. But you know they're still legit at at four and three. So. Uh, in the order, K star J B and T. Um who you with? K Star. Um Oh sorry me. Okay. Um mm-hmm. I was gonna go first. BS. Uh yeah, so for me I like We got six like games this. to pick. Let's not let's not make this pick all night now. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Good God. <laughs> yeah, I like the Texans at home. One or three straight. It's going to be on a roll. Here we go. All Texas. right, Texans it is. Yep. I'm going Texans. Texans also, um, they're playing at home. Dolphins had a tight one at home. Now they got to travel on a short week. And uh, Deshaun doesn't have to worry about getting on a bus ride driving 12 hours. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the Texans. <laughs> Pete? Texans. A man of few words. I love it. All right, I'm also going with the Texans. I'm still pissed we lost to the Dolphins. Stupid. This is dumb. Osweiler. Jacked up names. Dude can't even play quarterback. Let me just Rock. go off on it. Just a one quick hand. October, bro. I, I, that's kind of Halloween type deal. But here, so I'm listening to, like, NFL. I, I listen to the NFL Network series, actually, always. And just kind of, I'm, I'm listening to these folks talk about the fact that uh, Osweiler is still legit because, you know, teams have, tried, have offered him contracts, and they were all wrong. Like, when this dude has been given a chance to start <laughs> from the beginning of the season, he literally sucks. But yet, they're giving him praise because he managed to really only get past Chicago, and we stupidly allowed him to win, and he didn't even do anything. It was all Albert Wilson. And all of a sudden, he's receiving his praise. I swear, I, I think we are one of the, the smartest NFL shows out there, but I, I digress. On to the next. The next week. So next up, six, hey, six. hey, hey, no, we are the smartest yes. NFL show out there. We are not reactionary. Well, K Star can tend to be, but other than K Star, we're not reactionary. We we, <laughs> we we actually allow someone to actually earn their keep before we give them praise. Yes. And these these guys on TV, it just disgusts me how quickly, you know, I I I, I watched Stephen A. Smith. After Kansas City's last win, make a bold prediction that they're going to the Super Bowl. Really? But how? Like why? But but <laughs> but 
one can come on TV when a team is six and one and got the best record mm-hmm. in the conference and say they're going to the Super Bowl. That doesn't take talent. That doesn't take skill. You know that that you know you're not you're not giving me nothing by telling me what the, what the damn record is telling me. You know, and he's like, I think they'll go because the Patriots won't beat them in Kansas City. Okay, wait a minute. They're six and one. They've got they've got nine games left to play. And you already have them with a home advantage. Like, how do you get paid millions of dollars or whatever these guys get paid to analyze sports? Uh, it, it's no different than the Lakers are 0-3 and people are saying, are they all done? There's 82 goddamn games in the NBA. 82. 82. And after three games, the question is, are they done? Are you kidding me? I uh uh, uh sorry, Train. I didn't mean to t- steal your thunder, but no, it, it, I just I I I don't get it. I don't get how these guys get it make so much money and don't don't analyze analyze. No, you know, no, if they he don't. sat there and said six and one, let me go through the next nine games and tell you what I think their record's gonna be and tell you why. I may give him some credit. No, he didn't do that. He just said, no. oh, you know, they're going to win. They're going to have home field, and the Patriots aren't going to beat them, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Just like is, during the he, NBA playoffs yeah. when the 76ers beat the Celtics, and he came out and said, 76ers are going to the finals. How'd that work out for you, Stephen A. Smith? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just, just annoyed. No, and, and, hashtag, and I'll, hashtag I'll add, annoyed. I, I would simply add to the fact that he says that and I don't know whether he's realized, but the Patriots are one game one game behind, and if they end up with the same record, if Kansas City loses one game, the Patriots get home field advantage because they won the head-to-head. There you go. It, it, it really is, it just became just that, just like for you to predict that they have, will have home field advantage, it's really down to one game, one loss, and, <laughs> and they're now the same right. lead. And, and not for nothing, but um, Andy Reid at home versus Bill Belichick, and whoever wins goes to the Super Bowl, and Belichick's got Brady, and if they got Mahomes, yeah. he's playing well. But sorry, I'm going with Brady and Belichick on this one. <laughs> Go to Kansas City, playing the toughest stadium in the country, and you're going to you know a record ninth Super Bowl. Yeah, I got my money on Brady and Belichick. Sorry. Yeah. So it's especially given Andrew's track record in the playoffs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next pick six. <laughs> Speaking of the devil. Broncos at three and four uh will be traveling to Arrowhead to play Kansas City at six and one. Is anybody going Broncos? We can make that a quick one. I don't think it's as quick as we we assume it to be, but uh, I was the first to make Pat Mahomes bonafide. Damn it! So you know I'm going Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Okay, JB. It sounds like you're going Chiefs. T. Anything different? Nah. If it was in Denver, I might. I might. It's a division game. I might. I might uh, feel like Denver could pull an upset at home, but I don't think they're going to pull it on the road. So, now I'm going Chiefs. Okay. All right. So, I'll be that one long guy. 
I take I take my chances mm. where I can take them. And I just mm. I, I I saw an interview that had Von Miller and um that I I I believe if if there's any chance for the to the Chiefs to salvage to 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 put Broncos to salvage their season because they lose this and they really they really are going to drop off, I think it would be now. So I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Okay. Okay. I like a scary Von Miller. I really do. Godspeed, yeah. Trent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got the uh next up we got Seahawks Seahawks three and three at Lions three and three. I mean this has like wild card potential. These teams are trying to keep up with their in their perspective divisions. Um and it could go either way. So okay, start with you guys. Yeah, I got the Lions, man. Um Kenny Gallagher, Golden Tate. Marvin Jones, no Earl Thomas for the Seahawks the rest of the way. Kerryon Johnson looks like a really good running back. Um, I know the Seahawks come out the bye, but I, I like the Lions to pull this one in Detroit. And I have to agree with that. And uh, co-sign, I'm going to take the Lions also. Um, playing at home, and I'm glad you mentioned Kerryon Johnson because he's starting to come on as a running back. I think he's a rookie out of Auburn. Um I think that's going to help with ball control and uh, hopefully limit the turnovers that Stafford made for the whole interception. So, yeah, Lions. Seahawks, quarterback, head coach. Um, I'm putting my heart and my, my thoughts in this one. So, uh, I really want Seahawks to win this. Like, they need to win this. Like, we really went from the top of the division to the bottom of the division like one week. And this kind of helps if they get this loss. So I'm going to pick Seattle because the Lions are a roller coaster team. Yep, Gary Johnson has come on. Yep, Roberts, Roberts, he was good. But Matthew Stanford's going to turn from Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, in like a in a heartbeat. And uh, Seattle, even though they're still they're missing Earl Thomas, they're still capable of getting pressure on the team. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go to Seahawks still. Listen, I'm riding with you. Uh, next up is Ravens four and three at Panthers four and two. Cam, mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's me. Uh, <laughs> I hate to do this, man, um, but I, I'm going with the Ravens, and it pains me to do it. Both teams have been on my bona fide list. I know oh it's I'm actually, like, rubbing the temple in my head. Oh my God. Yeah, bro. So, I mean, think about it. You just had this emotional comfort behind a win at Philly. On the flip side, you had Baltimore missing an extra point to lose at home versus New Orleans. Um, to me, it seems like a letdown spot for Carolina, given the crazy circumstance. And I know Baltimore is going to be pretty pissed. Uh, their defense is really good. I know they're a well-balanced team. I think it's be a really slow-scoring, slow game. But uh, I hope Cam and Panthers pull it off. But I like Ravens. And very close contest. What in the blue hell is going on here? <laughs> right, right. Holy smokes! You you sipping on the yak right yeah. now? <laughs> Quarter Valentine? My gosh! Um, I'm I'm going with the Ravens also for for a lot of what K Star just said. Um, 
that Cumberbund victory from the Panthers, I think they're going to ride that wave a little too far. And I think um, the weather may be a factor, uh, potentially. I'm not sure if it's going to be um, showers and rainy and cold. I know it's going to be that here for the next couple of days. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens on this one, though. Well, sweet cream on an ice cream summit. I'm going with the Ravens, too. How about that? <laughs> Okay, God. Wow. So, man. Yes, we all about to be some dirty birds. Let's go Ravens. Um, <laughs> no, no, not let's go Ravens. Not let's go Ravens. We still want them to lose, but. Yeah. I just, well, my, my thing is um, the, the Ravens do have a legit defense, and that, that game that they lost was, was really a, a true letdown. And, you know, missing an extra point doesn't mean they would have won in overtime, but still it was actually a 17-6 fourth quarter um, yep. outscoring by, by, by the Saints. The, the Ravens really, like, just got, fell apart real quickly. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I, I, and and plus the league has been has been in this. No one is pulling away. You know, very few teams that are able to maintain to kind of rise to the top. And I don't consider Panthers a team that just rises to the top. I think they they are still on this on this on the roller coaster of the of this season where teams just go up and down. So yeah, this is this is one week they take a lot. All right, this one I think is uh, definitely game of the week. We got one legged uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at three two and one going up against the uh Rams seven and oh. Anybody wanna give the Packers a chance? Uh, I'm on the fence on this one, man. Um It's a tough one. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw my name on the Packers, man. I, I I'm 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 gonna go ahead with uh I know A Rod A A A Rod A Rod A Rogers you know whatever the hell his nickname is <laughs> or whatever the hell um you know he's still he's still hurt and, you know but I, I you know it, 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 listen no one's going sixteen and up okay it's not happening and um you know you you kind of said it yourself there train with the lions and the yeah. bears and. Somebody's got to somebody's got to start winning in that division and separate. And um, I know you want the Packers to lose, but we're not talking about wants. We're talking about who we think is going to win. So I'm going to go ahead. Lost. All right, all right. Anybody else? Who's coming with me? <laughs> Jerry McGuire. <laughs> Who's coming with me? <laughs> I'll just put it as, yep, it's definitely a want. But logistically speaking, I just think um, the Rams do one thing really, really well that a lot of teams, um, that very few teams are doing well this year, and that's running the ball. Um, Running the ball, clicking on offense, and uh, Aaron Donald, oh, my God. Green Bay gonna have their hands full. Uh, this guy—he looked like he was starting out slow in the season, but man, has he picked up! And yeah, it was against uh, 
San Francisco, but dude is a freaking D tackle and he gets pressure like he's an in. It's it's ridiculous. Uh so Yeah. All right, and our final one. Uh, maybe the second best game of the week to kinda of keep an eye on. Uh Saints at five and one at Vikings four two and one. Uh, both teams leading that prospective division, so this is a serious game. Yes, K Star, your turn. Yeah, well, we got you able to order sometime. Damn. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I, okay, so I, like, <laughs> I like Minnesota here. Um, you know, New Orleans got that tough, tough one last week on the road. This is their second week on the road. Uh, I guess the teams, the, the Vikings' strength on offense is the receiving core. The Vikings' weakness on defense is their secondary. So I think that plays nicely into Minnesota's favor at home. I like the Vikings. Well, just just to give you a little bit of added information, uh, uh, Saints just traded for Eli Apple, and Vikings will be getting Everson Griffin, uh, Everson Griffin back. He's he reported back to the team. So nice. Yeah, Vikings. This this is a tough one. Um, gee whiz. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to say the Saints. Um, the Dome game, and yes, they're traveling again, but uh, Breeze is, is Breeze. And um, they seem to be able to find their mojo again. So, as tough as the game is going to be, I'm going to take the Saints. T, I don't even know. Come on, man. <clears throat> Saints, baby. <laughs> Well, here I go again with another emotional pick. Let's go, Saints. Yep. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. The fact that I need everybody in the NFC to lose. North to lose, Cepha. So, uh, <laughs> let's keep with the trend. Not break anything. And uh, the Saints do have a legitimate chance of winning this. Like, uh, uh, yeah. But, yep, let's go, with Saints. Well, gentlemen, that's our week. Week eight, pick six. Oh, all right. Good luck to all of you. Good luck, gentlemen. All right. right on. Wrap it up, guys. Um, and before we wrap it up, let me let me say that there is a strong probability of no show next week. I will confirm with all of you by the end of this week. I have something going on. I just need to see. I, I, I'm not sure how long. I have a commitment next Tuesday night. Um, believe it's going to run past nine o'clock on uh, my time, but I'll know definitely this week and I will let you guys know. And if that's the case, then we just won't have a show next week and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the pick six and all that via email like we did before. And then we'll come back the following week. So I'll let you guys know by the end of the week. So, um, uh, so, uh, final thoughts. Uh, oh, I don't know. Let's just go in a random order, and we'll start with K Star. <laughs> real, real random, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware, but but apparently Patrick Peterson is on the trade block, and yeah. or at least he wants to be traded. I don't know if the Cardinals actually put him on it or not. They'll actually adhere to that, but. Uh, yeah, let's do some Steelers. Uh, I hear Le'Veon Bell um, hasn't signed a contract yet, so fuck him. Let's not pay him. Let's use that money <laughs> Patrick Peters said. And uh, let's, wow. let's, get Pat, let's get Project Pat. Uh-huh. Woo! Man. I mean, I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. With a real case of money. money. <laughs> I told you it was going to be an issue. He was going want that money. Mm-hmm. He's a Pat mm-hmm. Peterson. Bruh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Tell us how dilly, you dilly. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, Cancel that, me. Okay. Uh, hey, I can't say that I blame you. I mean, I don't give a damn who it is. If he ain't on the team, then what good is he? So, can't say yeah. that I blame you. I mean, damn. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Um. All right, JB. Uh, final thoughts are one: Go Red Sox in the World Series right now, up five to three on the Dodgers. Uh, secondly, let's hope that this trade for Mario Cooper does pan out. Going to be watching it closely. And uh, Tia, echo your same sentiments earlier about uh, the WWE superstar. Hopefully, um, things work out well. Not sure if you knew this, T, but Rosie's sister, the uh, the youngest one, whose name Monica. Actually had leukemia as well and passed away from it, so that that hits hits home as well. So definitely we'll be pulling for him and hope everything hope he heals up quick, fast, in a hurry so we can get back in the square circle. Yeah, I did find out from mom. You never told me she passed away, but mom told me. Um, so yeah, I I did Not find surprised. out. I was I was I was um, um, surprised when I when mom told me that. Passed away. Um, yeah, it was, so, it was yeah. one of those that just came up in a random conversation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have a video of, I don't know if you've seen it, of you, Rosie, and the girls building gingerbread houses. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Good, good times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amari with her bottom lip stuck out. It's not done yet. <laughs> Yep. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, um, Dr. Yeah, the good old days. All right. Um, Dr. Train, final thoughts, final words. Hey, y'all trying to give us a tear-jerking moment or something? Nah, not really. Y'all close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only have a few things. I'll, I'll just go down the line real quick. Uh, so, uh, not that I'm changing my stance, but you you do have a point earlier when we were talking about the whole Amari Cooper trade. I think when your team has a chance to better themselves and it takes a draft pick, um, yeah, it takes it. Yeah, it took the first rounder, but it's true. You do get a proven product for your first round draft pick versus a. I don't know how this guy is going to pan out, but he's the best prospect in the draft in, in his position. So, um, you just have to wait and see what it looks like on the field. Uh, if if anything, uh, hopefully it'll open up some lanes for Ezekiel Elliott because they really need to get that guy to going. Uh, he's definitely a um, JB, I freaking lost to you in fantasy football since it caused the Monday night football, freaking three players going. I swear that game couldn't end fast enough uh, as I lost three I fantasy football go, games due to Monday night does. football. Yeah. You damn yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. I lost. Literally lost three games due to Monday Night Football. This <laughs> is. It's freaking ridiculous. It's. Uh, mm. I swear, this time is not ticking fast enough for this game to end. And then I look, wake up the next morning, it's like I lost all three games. The son of a. Mm. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. That deserves a dub uh, if I ever heard one, boy. Uh, 
deserves a athletes. Uh, huh? I said that one deserves a dilly dilly if I ever heard one snatching dilly dilly. Yeah. Damn right. Damn Monday night comeback. <laughs> and uh, lastly, you know, still in the still in the uh, you know uh, line from a man, uh, uh, Mike Tumbling. Uh, look, man, ain't no more victories. Damn that! I wanted to beat the Patriots. We deserved to beat the Patriots. We played almost well enough to beat the Patriots. wasn't for some some stupidity on the field and guys missing tackles and letting Julian Edelman pinball his way to the end zone. And how how were you let a guy block a, a, a punt? You don't you don't just fall. You know, it's tripping. That's like a theme, man. By the way, train. <sighs> Open field tackling. It's not a thing, bro. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit uh, and energy in which they fought. Um, please <laughs> don't talk to me about moral victories and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be disrespectful no, to those guys in the room. Uh, we we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept right. responsibility for that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I just thought I, you know, that's what you were saying. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yo, we're going to unleash hell these last nine games of the season. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish it. We're going to unleash hell these last it. nine games of the season. Okay, it's coming. This first. See, I like you got that. The I like that. You got to get on past like these, these Jesse Bills because we need to get to, you know, the real nitty-gritty start, starts in, 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 in like three weeks because our schedule really kicks off. So it, it, it's time to go. I'm still excited about my team. If if they you know I think they need to take a couple of weeks or maybe at least this one week and maybe rest Khalil Mack so that at the ankle injury can get back up. I think they can take the Jets without Khalil Mack. We had a top ten defense last year without him. It's the same guys. So Jets are definitely not anything special. So I mean, we got enough talent to beat them without Khalil Mack. Let's get this dude healthy because we gonna need him after after this Bills Bills game uh, in starting in November. We really gonna need him because the the road after that is all NFC, all NFC including four division games. No, I take that back, including five division games. So, yeah, I hope the coach is heard. Can you send this patient to uh the Bears uh thing? Thanks. <laughs> I wish you could be, you know, wish you could be in the locker room and give him a free game prep talk, man. And my money, my kingdom to be able to give them one. But um, you know, I've got some luck. I, I have plans this weekend that might have interfered with the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are on a bye, so I don't have to worry about missing the game. And then the, the following weekend, I'm actually in Boston Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I come home Monday afternoon, and the Cowboys play Monday night. So I really got lucky um, over the next couple of weekends. So, but what I like is I'm hearing emotion from all of us, and I'm I'm fired up right now because my team did something that shows me that they're not just going to sit and accept mediocrity. They they said we're going to do wide receiver by committee, and they're pretty much saying it didn't work by signing Amari Cooper. They let Des Bryant go. Okay, they didn't bring him back but they did the next best thing. They brought in a guy that could be just as good, maybe better. We'll see. Time will tell. But they brought in a very good talent, you know. So, I, I, you know, you're giving me reasons to say the team isn't rolling over at three and four and playing dead. 
I mean, we're just about to get this thing fired up right now. We're just about to get this thing crunk right now, okay? We're about to get this thing going. And it seems like Dallas is like, oh, no, we ain't done yet. We are not done yet. And that makes me very happy, very happy. But now you got to go do something with it, okay? That train said it better. Ain't no more victories here. Okay, we ain't playing for moral victories. We not we not playing for participation trophies. <laughs> you know, we 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 need some wins. Cause we about to get into a meaty part of our season and our schedule. We about to get some damn competitive games coming up. So, I'm happy that the team isn't sitting status quo like they've done so many years in the past. I'm happy that they made a statement. But now. Y'all need to go take it to another level. Because Jason Garrett, hey, bro, I defended you. I was in your corner. I, ain't, I, got, I, got, I got no more. Your job right now is to get this team in the playoffs, get them in the tournament, as Bill Parcells would always call it, the tournament. He didn't like to say the word playoffs. He thought it was, you know, like kind of, you know, no, you don't say the word playoffs. They're not jinxing us. But he'd say tournament. It's like he never really referred to players by their names. He'd say the player. I like Bill Parcells, by the way. Um, what if we could get him out of retirement? Oh, never mind. Anyway, um, Garrett, you got nine games, bro. You got nine games. And God is my witness. If this team, I don't care what happens. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, I hope you get fired. Goodbye. So long. Good riddance. Adios. Get the hell out. That's really all I got to say. So, um, there may not be for all you guys that listen to us on the podcast. Um, if we don't do a show next week, maybe I'll get on and do a quick 15 minute something, something, you know, during the day or just something to keep, keep just give you guys something to listen to and kind of keep us going. But I, I gotta see, I, I, I have a new job. I'm really loving my new job, but it's very demanding. Oh, there was another thing I wanted to say before I run out of it. I just wanted to say, um, I am not really one to, um, give myself credit for anything publicly, but I did want to, and not because I'm giving myself credit, but because I guess, I, well, you'll understand after I explain it. So Thursday I get installed as the president of the Connecticut Mortgage Bankers Association, and I will be the first African-American Woo. to serve as president of the Connecticut Mortgage Bankers Association. And uh, my young lady friend is coming, and my mom is coming, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about the opportunity to lead this fine organization for the next two-year term. Now, I'm not putting that out there to pat myself on the back. It's just more about minorities. There's not minorities in the banking field. We're underrepresented. And I hope that if there's a, some you know, younger person out there and they hear this or see this, you know, I'll put something on Facebook Thursday that they just look at themselves and say, hey, I can do that too. Because I'm nothing special. Okay, maybe I am. But you can be special too. <laughs> you know, so I'd like to see us doing more things. Yeah, you heard me. Yeah, I said it. I said it. You can be special too. Um, I would just like to see us doing more things. You know what I'm saying? I would just like to see it. And, um, you know, and I wish my dad was here to be a part of this, but I know he's smiling down. 
Um, so, but I just, I, I say that because I just, I like to see more people of color, um, you know, in the business world, in the banking world, in the financial services world. I'd like to see more of us do that because it's out there. He's got to go get it. Got to go get it. So, okay. Enough about, enough about that. Enough hey, about congrats to you, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you. Congratulations, brother. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I, it's been a good month. I, I, um, new job at Wells Fargo. Um, yeah, I, I said the name. I don't mind saying it. Anyone who doesn't like Wells Fargo, hit me up. I'll give you reasons to like Wells Fargo. And now this thing coming up, yeah, you know, things are rolling right along. And I hope everybody is uh, rolling along as well. So, um, all right, enough about me, enough about that. A good show, guys. Um, Definitely we'll be here in two weeks. We might be here next week. Again, for the third time, I will say it. I'm not sure there may not be a show next Tuesday night. Um, I will I will know by the end of this week. I will let my co-hosts know, and I'll also throw something on Facebook and on Twitter either way. And um, if there isn't a full show, there might be something I do during a day or something, maybe like a 15-minute check-in kind of show, touching on a few things, and then we'll resume the following week with a full, you know, full Madden voice. But not, not, not canceled yet, 50-50. Get back to the body. So, Thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, JB. Thank you, K-Star. You guys have a great week. Everyone out there, enjoy the, the games. We're getting – we're almost at the midpoint of the – I told y'all it's going to fly by. I mean, we all, we're looking at Halloween right now. We're looking at Halloween. Okay, the Mega Million – all right, you know what? Let me give y'all the Mega Numbers. Y'all out there listening, the Mega Million, you got to get your tickets ready. Um, and if you won, um, call me. Um, 28, 62, 65, and the Mega Ball is five. So those are the numbers. $1.6 billion, over $900 million cash. That's, I can't even imagine if one person wins that money. But good luck. I hope, I hope you know, whoever's destined to win, I hope they win it. And if I win, you'll know because you'll never hear from me again, unless your name is JB. He will, but everybody else won't. Okay. So, <laughs> JB. At least come okay. visit us, brother. God damn. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, as I'm flying. Yeah, he might even be questionable because you had to think about that one. Yeah, he might even be questionable. Yeah, he might even be questionable. Um, hey, Train, as I'm flying to Bora Bora, I'll wave at you. That's about all you're going to oh, get. Wow. I'm going to wave at you. I think Train is down there. Is that California? Let me wave at him. Okay, keep going. <laughs> oh man. So, all right, gentlemen. They put a book we'll be back. Uh, What's that? I was saying, look down and check for the bucket of ice with the drinks in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Trey, Trey will be going to his, his favorite little hot spot to watch the game, and I'll come walking out. See, I didn't say. Hey, when did you come into town? Oh, I bought the bar. Uh, anyway. All right. All right. Let's get on out of here, man. It's 11 o'clock. All right. Thank you, guys. Everybody have a great week. Enjoy the games. The Madden voice. We say it every week. All feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Bop, <laughs>